Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Serene Siddiqui. Um, and today's episode, we are diving into everything that happened in October. All the way back in October before it was officially holiday season. Black Friday is only four <laughs> weeks away. Are you ready for deals, deals, deals? Oh my God, I can't wait now. It's like every retailer I've ever just walked into, like the paper source constantly, like bugging me about Christmas crap already. And I'm like, leave me alone. I already got my holiday cards. Does this mean they're going to rip down the spirit Halloween underneath your building? Oh my good God, I hope so. The lines were just absolutely insane every single day, the entire month of October, around the block. Well, that's how it goes. You got to go and get your cat ears before it's too late. No. You know, I I respect people who love Halloween. I am not one of those people. So I am thankful that it is over and we have finally... You, you, re- you respect their right to observe. <laughs> yes, I respect their right to observe. I don't have anything. I don't hate people for loving Halloween. It's just not my thing. And I feel like I get a lot of hate because I'm not into Halloween, which I find. I feel like Halloween is not meant to be for adults. That's that's how I feel. But also I get a lot of hate for saying that because people are like, line up. But up. like when I was a kid, and maybe this is because I grew up in the suburbs, my parents weren't celebrating Halloween. No, like my mom wasn't dressing up with me as like the pink Power Ranger to like take me out. It was not. No, although one year my dad did insist on wearing his hideous Frankenstein mask while he took us trick-or-treating, and it was among the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. I don't know. I think the worst thing my dad ever did was just wear, like, a scream mask walking around. When he oh, was, like, that's creepy. His... Yeah. But that's, like, on par. It's like my dad would walk up to my friends. It's, like, and, the like... least amount of effort you could do. <laughs> it's like, I have to wheel you around this wagon all around this neighborhood. This is the mask I'm going to wear for two seconds, and then it'll be, like, a hat on my head. But yes, it's finally yeah. over. Um, anyways, before we get into all of that, Becky, what's your not over it this week? My not over it is recent casting news that Ryan Gosling is going to play Ken in the upcoming Barbie movie that stars Maguro Robbie as Barbie. Now, Ryan Gosling playing Ken in, in any kind of Barbie movie I mean like not that there's many different kinds but you know it's not an animated movie this is a live action like Ryan Gosling is going to play Ken and in some ways this seems like an obvious choice because he's a good-looking white man with blonde hair and blue eyes but this just does not seem like the kind of choice that this actor would make for his career no And it's like, I don't really know how to feel about it. The other thing is, I didn't realize until this casting news came out that this movie is being written or was written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, 
who are together. They have a child together, but they're both known for indie movies for the most part. Greta Gerwig directed Lady Bird and Little Women, which I guess is not an indie movie, but Noah Baumbach is known for Marriage Story, you know, that movie where Adam Driver was yelling at Scarlett Johansson and Francis Ha, and he's written Wes Anderson movies. So I'm like, is this going to be a weird, quirky Barbie movie? Yeah. And then I'm like, who is that for? But then I want to see that more if that's the movie that Ryan Gosling has chosen. And I assume he's in this movie because of Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Well, my initial instinct is to hate all of this. But then I I love Ryan Gosling and I love Margot Robbie. So then I'm like, is this some weird, like, revolutionary, really, like, road version of a Barbie movie where it's actually going to be, like, really serious and we're learning about, like, Ken's backstory? But then I'm like, no, wait, they're just Barbies. Like, it can't be. No, I mean, like, Mattel still has a stake in this. But (laughs) Ryan Gosling also hasn't been seen in a movie since 2018. So... When an actor has been gone for a while, then what they're was like, that? they're what coming was, back. What was the last movie that we saw him in? He was in First Man, where he was Neil Armstrong. Oh, yes, yes. I watched that movie. And then he also has his other movies lined up where he's next going to be seeing The Grey Man. And then he's going to be in Wolfman. So it's just lots like of man, a lot of, lots of man movies. So many men, so little time. <laughs> so but, um, little time. I watched I First mean, Man um, on, an, on an airplane. Good airplane movie. I never saw it. I don't I don't think you should go back for it. Yeah, I did, I, I forgot that movie existed until I looked it up and was like, when was the last time anyone saw Ryan Gosling? So that's not even the last time I saw Ryan Gosling in anything was probably when he hosted Saturday Night Live a few years ago, which he was very funny. And so I know he can do it. No, he can't. That's He's hilarious. He can do anything. That's what we've learned about Ryan Gosling. I just don't know if I his emergence is what I want. Like, I, I didn't I don't know if I wanted him to see as Ken as his like reemergence. This is not. But again, well, everything he'll else have, like he'll, he'll have a, by the time this comes out, you'll have already seen him in The Gray Man, also starring Anna Darmus, Chris Evans, and Reggae Jean Page. Ooh, everyone's ooh. favorite up and coming. And maybe you'll have also seen Wolf Man. He's casting a wide net. I do like that cast. Chris Evans is also playing like the re and whatever he's doing, the backstory of Buzz Lightyear. The reincarnation. I know. I was going to be like, he's going to come back to us. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Wait, did he die? No, 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 no. I never saw Toy Story 4, but don't tell me if he died. Oh, I Um, didn't either, but I assume no one's dead. It's a Pixar movie. I don't know. They're toys, man. But anyway, yes, the prequel. But (laughs) also they keep putting... (laughs) Sorry, the last thing about this. They keep putting the Buzz Lightyear the new version of him in that cable knit sweater that Chris Evan wears. In I know. Knives I mean, out. Chris Evans will never escape that cable knit sweater from knives out. That's like absolutely his me. legacy. Like forget the captain America suit. People will more remember you for a <laughs> cable, knit cream sweater. colored cable. Knit sweater I know I will. That's for damn sure. Well, I know what I will. I love that sweater on him. He's great. More Chris Evans. I say, just Chris Nevins. Chris Nevins. I was going to make a, a seamless segue into You're Not Over It, which I'm supposed to ask you what it is, but I already know what it is. <laughs> I was going to ask you if Chris Evans was nominated for any People's Choice Awards, which I know is part of You're Not Over It. Uh, okay. My Not Over It this week is the fact, I think just the sheer existence of the People's Choice Awards is maybe something that I'm not over. So these are going to play on your screens should you choose to watch them on December 7th. Um, but... Should should you have a, a cable subscription? <laughs> yeah, should you figure out a way to stream these somewhere for some reason? 
This Is Us and Fast 9 are leading the nominations for People Choice Awards. And just of the course. sheer list of bizarre, like Dune is already nominated for Best Movie of 2021, which came out 16 seconds ago. The Best Daytime Talk Show. Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> seems I mean, like... Have we, if we've learned nothing in 2021... It's that Ellen DeGeneres is actually not the people's choice. No, she's truly. It's just baffling to me. I just also I can't believe that people keep watching these Fast and Furious movies. I just wish we'd stop. But it seems like we're just not above it. So this is what we're going to keep ha- like. This is going to keep happening. The fact that that weird Chris Pratt movie is nominated that no, I know for a fact no one watched it. The Tomorrow War. Oh, I keep I keep confusing that with Tomorrowland, the movie starring George Clooney that came out a few years ago. No, and apparently some new Venom movie came out this year that also nobody watched. Let there be carnage. <laughs> Sounds like another sequel to like those Purge movies. No, I had no interest in that. And I also, um, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of yours asked me if I had seen all the Marvel movies. And he counted the two Venom movies amongst the Marvel movies. And I don't really know if those count. I know you're not the person to ask about this. Yeah, but like, who are you talking to? Because it can't be me. He was like, whoa, you haven't seen Venom? And I was like, wait, those don't count, do they? Those don't count. I stand by it. Yeah, I don't, I'm not interested. Tom Hardy, what are you doing? Um, but last, Well, if you, if you spoke for the people, then you would be interested in it. No, these are all the wrong people. I actually want to know what people... <laughs> are voting for this because they're all the wrong people. The last thing that I have to mention is the fact that the comedy movie of 2021, the nominations include He's All That, Cancel It All, Cancel every Everything. Uh, you, Your wording of that made it sound like Cancel It All was like another nomination. <laughs> like such nominations include He's All That, Cancel It All. No, I'm just, we don't need any more. I mean, the fact this. that Grey's Anatomy is nominated for anything in season two, 345 is like really mind-blowing to me and it'll probably win well i think the only thing that i appreciate about these nominees bo burnham at least was nominated good for bo burnham no i'm we were tra- i'm trying to get through one episode of this podcast where we don't mention bo burnham why it's worth mentioning <laughs> his special was a large part of our lives this year <laughs> you're gonna be like is bo burnham paying for this podcast they talk about him every week uh-huh. all right Let's take a quick break. and we get back, we're going to dive into all the headlines from October that you maybe missed, maybe didn't miss. We don't know. Maybe you wish you missed. <laughs> yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check things off, Serena. I have a question for you. 
Did you feel like October was a bones month or a no bones month? You know, you've been saying this for two and a half weeks. You make comments. You're like, definitely not a bones day. Definitely a bones day. And I just, I'm like, okay, I'm sure. Like, whatever. And we just like. That was me backing into the fact that you refuse to acknowledge noodles. He is a TikTok famous pug who has been going viral for weeks. He has been covered in the New York Times. They did a New Yorker cartoon about him. But basically, Noodles is a 13-year-old pug who every day his owner basically tries to lift him out of his little dog bed. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to yet another round of No Bones, the game where we find out if my 13-year-old pug woke up with bones. And in addition, we find out what kind of day we're going to have. And sometimes he stands up willingly, and when he does, that's a bones day. And when he flops back down, that's a no bones day. And it's this dog has like basically become an oracle. It's sort of like kind of like Groundhog Day when you try to find out if the groundhog is going to see its shadow. Also sort of like a horoscope, like what kind of day am I going to have? Is it going to be a bones day or a no bones day? But I don't know how long this is going to last, but they are really milking it. They have been on the Today Show. They are making the rounds and people are really buying into the no bones or bones day myth. I have somehow fully managed to ignore all of this. Um, despite you repeatedly saying it's a bones day or not, I guess to me, I'm like, so if you, if it's not a bones day, it's a bad day. <laughs> a no bones day is a bad day. I'm not going to lie. He sort of, the owner, John sort of says the same things, whether it's a bones day or no bones day, which I find to be confusing. I mean, like basically I think the tenants are, if it's a bones day, like you'll be luckier. So oh, I see. if you were been like putting off doing something or you needed the confidence, like the boost to do something. And if it's a no bones day, it's like more of a self-care day. But then he also will say like, it's a bones day. Treat yourself to that boat. And to me, I felt like that should happen on a no bones day. So that's a little bit confusing. But oh, the way that I think about it is really like, you know, those people that blame everything on Mercury being in retrograde. Oh, yes, yes. I think of no bones as Mercury in retrograde. Ah, uh, okay. Definitely. I don't. I don't know if that's scientifically proven, but no. Yeah, I think you didn't. You just come up with that in the lab. You like figured. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. I did. My studies have shown. Studies so, I have uh, conducted myself have shown. According to um, no one, I believe this is correct. Well, according to sources. Okay, so tell me if I'm using this correctly. Courtney Kardashian and Travis definitely had a bones month. Wait, did you really just ask me that? That's right. You that you really baited me for that. I think that I think there was a lot of boning happening for Courtney Kardashian and Travis. Well, I was month. mostly talking about the fact that they if you somehow missed it, if you've somehow escaped this relationship that we are all a part of. Like I, bless you if you have. Yeah. Stay where you are. Stay true. Don't don't go outside the bunker. No, please don't. Um Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are officially engaged. He proposed to her on what looks to be a public beach surrounded by roses. Um, and then all their friends posted about it. The whole family was there. This see, this is fine. I'm happy for them. Good for them. Whatever. I think for me, I'm also just like, this is, I imagine how Scott feels. Is this just like the most uncomfortable thing to watch for him? So I mean, I don't really care how Scott Disick feels, if I'm being honest. Like, he he seems sort of... No, well, I don't care, overly... but I'm so, for, I'm so forced to see this. 
like Courtney and Travis constantly that I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. Scott Disick. It's just like a natural. He'll find some other 19 year old. No, he will. There's so many 19 year olds out there for him. Um, yeah, no, so someone's out there, but mostly I have to remind myself that Courtney Kardashian has never been married before. No. You just assume they all have. You forget (laughs) that some haven't. Oh, wait. Yeah, she has. She was married. I was going to say Courtney or Khloe Kardashian's also has never been married, but she was. She was married to Lamar Odom. I don't know how I blocked that out of my brain, even though I watched that wedding. She has been married, but doesn't have any children with him. But Courtney, yeah, you just assume that. They've all been married. She does. Courtney also brings, brings off the vibe of someone who had like one of those early weddings that no one knew about, like in her pre fame days. No, you always find out about those celebrities where they were like, oh, yeah, you know how like Jennifer Garner and Scott Foley were married and everyone forgets about it because it was so long ago. They never had any kids. She just gives me that vibe. Yeah, that's true. Another couple we also can't escape is um, which these four are. I also this is just like a quadruple to me at this point. Everything, every news outlet that. If I see an article about Kourtney Kardashian and Travis, then I immediately follow and see an article about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. It's like impossible oh, to yeah. escape. They're in cahoots. This whatever algorithm is happening, it's all they're all connected. The tattoo algorithm. Yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah, Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly making some more headlines because they're giving more interviews and saying things about each other. They shared this beautiful story about how the first time they met, Megan said, you smell like weed. And Michelle, machine, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle was like, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly answered, I am weed. And then according to her, she disappeared in a puff of smoke. So uh, listen, I am sick of these people yes. by far, uh, definitely. But I did watch them taking the British GQ couples test. And I. They not only do they really seem to actually know each other, they sort of made fun of each other a little bit. Like Megan Fox was definitely, you know, teasing him and like making fun of his like whole persona in a way that I thought was, I mean, endearing is a strong word. But also he quizzed Megan Fox on if she knew his star sign and she knew his entire star chart. She's like, your moon is in Aquarius and your house is in the rising sun. Your sun is Taurus. Your moon is Pisces. Your rising is Gemini. And your uh, whatever is in Hades. I don't know. But she knew the whole entire thing. And I was like, all right. I don't even know my own entire star chart. So No, I barely remember my just like sign. So I... I can't imagine. Uh, I guess I would maybe be impressed by that if I wasn't just so, so sick of them. But also, like, aren't yes. her kids, like, fairly old? Like, don't they What's consume? fairly old to you? Able to consume the internet. I mean, that's also questionable depending like, on Like, have devices I, where they're, like, casually scrolling I their think, TikTok and see these videos of their mom and her crazy I think boyfriend. they're under 12, Okay, so maybe they're safe. Maybe we need to go where they are. <laughs> yes, the oldest is nine, seven, and five. Okay. And right. as someone who has a nine-year-old nephew, who's my only point of reference, he can't really consume the internet. But it's all up to her. If she yeah, that's them. fair. I'm going to guess. But whether or not she can, they can consume the internet, they still have to um, visually consume Machine Gun Kelly in real life. And like, <laughs> I don't know if it's that different. He also so, has a daughter, which like I forget. Often. His daughter is older. Yeah, she's a teenager, I think. 
Okay. Well, we talked a little bit about TikTok and we talked a little bit about celebrity couples. So now let's talk about celebrity couples that also involve TikTok in that John Mulaney and Olivia Munn once again are rumored to have broken up. What I loved about this is that I believe the rumor started on Dumois, which is a blind item Instagram account that is not credible at all. And all of a sudden there were headlines all over about how, according to social media, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn have broken up. Like, this is what we've come to. People are so desperate for any piece of information on the latest of these two because we're all so fascinated by it that we're willing to just be like, but it's according also- to someone on TikTok, this is real. But also because I think in the past it has ended up being real. Like, when these rumors first started, it start- kind of started out this way where it felt like so insane. You were sort of like, no way that he's these two people are dating. He just got out of a rela- like a serious, you know, just filed for divorce. He's going through rehab, yada, yada, yada. And then it was like, oh, wait, no, this is real. So now I think it doesn't seem that crazy to me that they would decide to break up. Also, it no, seems like they are... of course not. It's like they are probably under... They, they're also not, you know, they haven't been received well by people. No one is like team john and olivia like man i really hope these two make it like long term you're just kind of grossed out by the whole thing no i think most people are team anna marie tendler who is john mulaney's ex-wife who simultaneously at this time launched her own tiktok account and is quickly amassing a following good for her it's a little bit all over the place she you know she's 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 given some advice about how to put butter on toast yeah, but it's a big Martha Stewart energy, like the TikToks. It's- some of them, I mean, some of them have been very enjoyable. She did a whole <laughs> a whole video about her going to breakfast in the city and then documented a pigeon that was sitting on her table the whole entire time and like t- told it as a story of a guest joining her. And I, <laughs> found, I, I enjoyed that and included footage of the pigeon like literally drinking out of her water. Oh, which- my God. I hate that. It was a beautiful morning in New York City, and I decided to take myself out for breakfast. But when I arrived at my table... I found that someone was already seated there. She has a sense of humor. I mean, you've got to. God, in this entire situation. Now, unfortunately, we have to turn to something a little bit darker. Yes. Um, what's happening, Zareen, tell us what's happening with Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid and Yolanda Hadid. Is her last name still Hadid? Is Yolanda's last name Hadid? Yes, I believe it's still Hadid. Um... So Zayn and Yolanda have seemed to been part of a scuffle that involves basically Zayn, I guess, hitting her in some capacity. He also pleaded no contest to this um, in court, which is... Something else I read said shoved. Yeah, I don't exactly know what the actual... I don't know. that I wasn't there, but someone You weren't touched- there. Did he punch her in the <laughs> face or not, Serene? Someone touched someone and the other person was not happy about it. Okay, and then someone leaked it to the press, which Zayn was not happy about. Um, and then Gigi Hadid was. Everybody's like, she made a statement. She was mostly just like, "Please leave me alone. I need privacy." This entire situation seems like a mess. My theory behind this, I know you did not ask, oh, do tell. but do I do tell. have do one tell. that probably makes no sense. But here we go. I think she was out of town, and she suspected that Zayn was cheating, and so she was like, "Mom, go over there and check if he's cheating." And I think she maybe he had a girl over or something and i think that's why she entered the house without permission which it seems like there was this level of boundaries being crossed and i think that's why i got contentious yeah well that makes sense i mean in the statement that he put on twitter 
He referred to it as an argument he had with a family member of my partner's who entered our home while my partner was away several weeks ago. Also, like, so, at this point, we know who you're talking about. Just use names. Just say Gigi and Yolanda. <laughs> well, well, it could be any partner. It could be anyone. So in the midst of all this news coming out, it was not that surprising that news came out that Gigi and Zane actually broke up, but that they're not together right now. Um, and a friend of the family confirmed this to people. And in that statement, they also said they co-parent, which uh, when Zane posted that message on Instagram, that was before the news came out that they had officially broken up or, you know, as official as it can get. And when he used that word co-parent, that's what stood out to me as indicating that they were not together. What a mess. You want to talk about mess? Let's talk about everyone who has COVID. Oh, God. Ed Sheeran, COVID. Chloe Kardashian and true COVID. true Thompson true also has COVID true has they're going to be fine they were vaccinated Ed Sheeran will probably be fine he didn't specify he's going to be vaccinated but he was supposed to be on SNL uh this weekend and it's unclear whether or not he's going to host SNL this weekend it yeah. might be clear by the time this is re- this recording comes out <laughs> but at press time it's not clear I am curious if this was a breakthrough infection because that is not mentioned anywhere so i'm just ed sharon is not well, that's what i'm saying usually they're quick to be like but of course i'm vaccinated but you know who of course is not vaccinated kyrie irving no god <laughs> you know tell as us a... about kyrie irving <laughs> i don't want to because it makes me sad um i will say that if you live in new york or the tri-state area i do um, i do if you download the Game Time app, the Nets tickets are so cheap right now because their is star player is not playing. Yes, you can get tickets for like six bucks. It's kind of crazy. Um, so if you want to go to a Brooklyn Nets game, now's the time to do it. You won't see anyone there, but you'll be able to go to a game. Kyrie Irving recently posted a picture of what looks to be like a hard infinity sig- like symbol on his Instagram. I'm not entirely sure what this means, but it, it feels very like v for vendetta energy of like he is standing up for some movement that only he is a part of and none of all none of us have any access or idea what's going on and a lot of the comments in that are sort of get vaccinated so i can put you on my fantasy and like other people are like it's it's the movement of refusing billions of dollars and vaccination yeah that is what this movement is um i hope he gets vaccinated i don't I, I just don't understand. I don't know. It's so hard. It's so hard. Ice Cube understands yeah. because Ice Cube also dropped out of a movie. I don't think he was going to get paid billions to star in the Sony's upcoming comedy. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Which also stars Jack Black. But oh. he refused to get vaccinated, so he can't be in that movie anymore. I assume this is going to happen more frequently. Ice Cube can work in a production with Candace Cameron Bure, so... That is his only option for now, it seems, and I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it seems like it's a little movie. late in the. It seems a little late in the year to star in those Hallmark Christmas movies. He's going to have to try to go for next season, I guess. Those are already coming out. Those are in the can. We're ready for him. Okay. I feel like we're gonna. I feel like ending this on COVID news is sort of a bummer. So let's end this segment on a happier note, or I guess an amusing note. Is that B.J. Novak, star of The Office? You might know him as Ryan the Temp. I know him. I saw now him once. His... Wait, I have to tell a story about how I saw him in real life now. I saw BJ Novak walking um, near 
the West Village when he had he had AirPods in and it was like right when AirPods came out. And I just remember being like, oh, celebrities, they always fucking get everything first. And that's, it. that's my whole story. Wait, that's all. <laughs> it was like I hadn't wow. seen AirPods like in, in real life before that because they were so fresh and new. <laughs> well, maybe you'll see BJ Novak's face promoting AirPods overseas because suddenly it's become apparent that his face is on random products internationally someone mistakenly put a photo of him on a public domain site and he posted about it on instagram and he was sort of just like poking (laughs) fun about it and he said that he's too amused to do anything about it um i think my favorite is his face on a rain poncho but it also includes razors and cologne also a lot of now i'm noticing a lot of brands have sort of like picked up on the fact that they have access to his like images so it's, it's like I know, I know someone that works on the Budweiser social team, and I know they're putting his face on a can for like socials. Oh, really? Oh, now they're like <laughs> making it. I've also seen a lot of BJ Novak this week because I've seen some comparisons of Mark Zuckerberg's announcement of Facebook being rebranded as Meta, being compared to Ryan Howard on The Office's launch of Woof.com. Hey, I'm Woof. I'm Facebook. What's up, Facebook? I sent you a Facebook message yesterday. I still haven't heard anything back. You should have sent me a Woof. A what? When you send a Woof, it goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. Oh, my God. A perfect comparison. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll go through some of the things we've been watching this month. So, Zareen, earlier you talked about um, the People's Choice nominee, Dune. I know you you watched Dune. Tell me, let's hear your review of Dune. I didn't, I watched the first, like, 25 minutes of Dune, okay? That's still way more Dune than you have been saying you would be willing to watch. Well, yeah, and listen, just like the book, just like how I remember, I still... You know, as I've mentioned before, I do have PTSD from this book because of how many AP reports I had to write in high school. So I I enjoyed it, I guess. I wasn't like, wow, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But also I did fall asleep. So <laughs> take take. With, I can't you know. believe Zendaya is only in that movie for seven minutes. That I didn't even truly... get to Zendaya. <laughs> She's only in it for seven minutes. Like I she did this very long, like amazing press tour. Well, like she is, great she is going to be her. a huge right. character. But like for this movie, like great clips of her and Timothy Chalamet and beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns. Okay, great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> for the amount of promo she had to do for this, that she was only in that movie for seven minutes. Like, yes, they greenlit Dune 2 immediately, but... Man, they really made her work for that. And she's not going to have a lot of time before she has to start promoting Spider-Man. I also think they could have... I mean, I guess they're just trying to juice out like all the Gen Z like audience that they possibly could. It's like, oh, Zendaya has her own following that's going to come with you know promotion, I guess. But yeah, it would have made more sense to just like hold off until movie number two, which is... Well, already- they know how to sell a movie, which is all these children were like, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya... And then they bought the tickets and it was too late by the time they Oscar Isaac realized Oscar Isaac. kids don't care about Oscar Isaac. They don't. Oh my God. I, that's so no. rude. He is so well, good looking. It hurts. Well, you were watching 25 minutes of Dune. I was watching <laughs> 10 hours of Squid Game. Sorry, nine hours. I think it's nine episodes. Squid Game, man. I don't even know what to say about this show. It is brutal. I don't 
fully understand why it was an international sensation, but I literally only watched it because of the FOMO. I really resisted it for a while and then was like, okay, Uh I have to watch this to see what the deal is. And I sort of understand it, but not to the level in which... Do you feel like you understand the hype? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand (laughs) a little bit, but not to the level of which people were talking about it and watching this. I do not get it. Well, did you see that the creator came... LeBron James made a comment about how, you know, the ending, he wasn't wasn't satisfied with the ending. So the creator came back and was like, have you seen Space Jam 2? And then I was like, yikes. It was like getting a little heated. Yeah. Just like maybe I mean, next it wasn't- time. But also I think because knowing the fact that the creator worked on the show for 10 years and really put like his blood, sweat and tears into it, maybe any criticism is like feeling very harsh for him. But also I was like, I mean, he still like watched all of it and he was a fan and also he's giving you publicity for it. But also they might make more of the show, which didn't occur to me until after. Right. Yeah. Well, like, that's the whole thing. They're like, like, oh, that was only the first season. I was like, I'm sorry, what? more of this i mean look i love the hunger games i have no problem with that sounds i don't know where i was taking that sentence i have no problem with children murdering each other um i'm just saying i can handle the you can handle games you can handle games i can handle the games i can handle the games of hunger or squid um maybe i was just in the wrong place at the wrong time i just was like this is very brutal and mostly making me sad and I didn't have the exact same hang up that LeBron James did about the ending, which I do know what his hang up was, but I did feel like I was expecting a bigger payoff and a twistier ending mm. than what we got. There were some plot holes, but I mean, it was, it, it, it was entertaining, I guess, but I was, couldn't wait. It was like something you had to endure. Do you feel like I need to watch it? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Well, something I know that we both are watching and would recommend to each other is Succession, the only because I you actually <laughs> recommended it to me. <laughs> we would recommend it to each other, first of all. We've already, okay. We've recommended it to each other. How are you feeling about Succession so far? I'm, I'm into it. I think this is, it's hard for me because now I'm having to watch it in real time, whereas mm-hmm. I spent the pandemic catching up, so I was like getting all the episodes quickly and then I was like, oh, this is over and now I want the new season. And now I have to wait week after week and I... Losing my patience a little bit. Yeah, it takes some time to get the ball rolling there on Succession. I'm happy it's back, but it doesn't dive right in. It's not like you, where it took all of five (laughs) minutes for uh, Joe Goldberg to have someone locked in his basement again. No. And we already talked about you before. I did watch the whole season. Uh, It's a lot. There's a lot happening here. It's over the top. I know you couldn't get through the whole season, but I think my... Obviously, the ridiculous end of the season, which like light spoilers if you haven't finished the last season of you um, or heavy spoilers, I guess. At the end of each season, they show you where he he's going to turn up and it was already renewed for the fourth season. So, you know, that Joe Goldberg makes it to season four and he turns up in Paris at the end. And my first thought was, can Joe Goldberg cross over with Emily in Paris and murder emily in paris because i think that would have elevate both shows oh my god like joe goldberg stalking emily of who's like what is emily's last name in paris in paris it's just emily mrs <laughs> miss emily in paris they said they don't even know if they're actually going to keep going with the paris thing but um I like it, well it. i assumed that it was now going to be like emily in venice emily in berlin 
Oh, really? Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was going to be the whole problem. She was just going to go to every country and explain to that country how they should market stuff in their own country as an American because that's what Americans do. We're better at it all. You French people aren't doing it right. Um, I hate Emily in Paris, so I'm not going to watch the second season. I know we have access to screeners. Every time I see them, it just <laughs> makes me angry in my soul that that show has like won any awards, which is actually really sad because I like Lily Collins. But the show is just so like, I don't even understand what I watched. I think it was fine during the pandemic because I'm still depressed, but I was more depressed back then. So I felt like it was <laughs> like better. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, no. I will watch Insecure. You seem, you seem, you seem angry it. about it. Yeah, because I oh, feel I'm like at- all these shows now are like coming back that like were meant for pandemic consumption and that was like the only time that it was okay, like Tiger King. Don't talk about Tiger King. They released a trailer <laughs> for Tiger King 2. Tiger King 2 is coming and I asked myself, who would watch this? And then I see people on the Pop Sugar Slack channel being like, my body is ready. And I'm like, no, no. for Tiger King 2. No, no, this was pandemic consumption. Go- we don't need to go back there. I don't want to go no, back to the no, place that I was no, when I watched no. Tiger King. I'm no, past but I do want to go. I want to go back to Insecure, though, because the season premiere of Insecure had a couple of like social moments you could say that came out of the episode one was that they debuted a new telfar bag yeah a new shade which i thought was genius marketing so smart but the other thing that came out of this was some backlash which i have to laugh because it seems so ridiculous to me so the whole episode was about um you know the core four characters on the show returning to their alma mater Stanford and the it's like their 10 year reunion. So they're, you know, walking on the campus and everything. And the character Tiffany, who is played by Amanda Sales, is wearing the colors of the character of Tiffany's uh sorority, which is Alpha Kappa Alpha. So it's green and honestly, to be honest with you, I did not even notice that no, this I happened no when idea. I was watching the episode. But I guess she wears the sorority letters in a scene and she's wearing the colors. Now, again, the character is a member of the sorority as written. Nothing takes place in the sorority. They don't say anything bad about the sorority. She's just wearing the colors throughout the episode. She's just wearing the colors and the letters. And apparently members of the sorority were angry about this because the actress is not in the sorority. Oh my God. Because she didn't pay to have friends. You're mad at her. They tweeted things such as, Okay, so hold up. This girl is not a soror and had my shield on her body. At Issa Rae, at Insecure HBO, please do not, do not do that again. That's wildly disrespectful. Is it? Like, everything about this is, well, Issa Rae responded, oh shit, let me tell HBO to delete one of the upcoming episodes then. (laughs) Hold on. I love Issa Rae. (laughs) No, but I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. This is like... Do baseball players get mad when the m- fictional movies take place where they're wearing baseball uniforms of their team, or they're so like, stupid. "You're wearing my so Yankee dumb. uniform," like, and you're not a Yankee, and like only Yankees can play Yankees. Like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And to be fair, disclaimer: I am not in a sorority, so there is nothing that I can think of where it's like, "Oh, you're wearing my shield on your body." Also, and- why do you keep calling? Why do they keep calling? Is it a shield? The proper term for this? 
I don't know. I have never <laughs> yeah. heard the word soror before, but I, I guess neither. that's also a thing. Like, if you're in a sorority, you're a soror. I mean, maybe we should But also, have, what? Um, is this just college kids that are upset about this? I can't imagine a 35-year-old that's like was in this sorority is now like, Ugh, I can't believe she's not a soror playing a soror. I don't know. Maybe we should have Also, welcome to acting. We don't know anyone who is in a sorority. Neither one of us is in a sorority, so we're going to ask our producer, Emily, who is in a sorority, to please weigh in on this. Emily, as someone who is in the sorority, are we wildly out of line here? Who is out of line? I don't think you guys are out of line. I've never heard of a lot of this, too. I think it's fine to really be into your sorority when you are in college, when it's meant to be, you know, participated in. And then once you leave, I think it's a little bit weird to hang on. And also, this entire issue with Amanda Seals, she is an actress acting in a fictional TV show. Right. (laughs) And I think that that was her. She responded essentially saying that. Yeah, it's just, like, exhausting. I, like, don't understand what any of this backlash is about, and I don't understand right. it. Um, I am very excited because Kelly's character seems to be a lot more front and center, Um, what seems to be the setup for this season. There's just a lot going on, and I'm very, very sad that it's the last season, but I'm very excited for the characters that are going to come back. Oh, my this- God. There was a line in that episode where, I mean, the whole premise is that Kelly's character has been presumed killed when she's at her she's dead yeah she keeps <laughs> popping up reunion. in the in memoriam <laughs> i don't remember the context but she says something to tiffany and she said you should ask yourself if you could have done more or something <laughs> like that or like you didn't do enough i don't i died i don't remember what it is oh my god i know what you're talking about in the car she's like what did i do yes. not enough yes yes that's what she says <laughs> i love her character she's so oh, good so good oh that show's so good all right. Well, so to recap, our recommendations for to watch if you haven't yet are the first 25 minutes of Dune, the first three episodes of Succession, the first couple of episodes of Insecure. Also, we also didn't talk about this, but I also recommend if you haven't watched Only Murders in the Building, the whole season's now on Hulu. And I also am enjoying Made on Netflix, which was a nice um, palate cleanser. I mean, it's also depressing, but in a very different way than Squid Game. So if you're looking for depressing, but not in murdery ways, check out Made on Netflix. Okay, Becky, are you ready for the burning question? Yes. I burn. I burn for the burning question. (laughs) You yearn and burn for the burning question. Well, jumping off of Insecure, if you were a member of the Insecure cast... And in your storyline, it was written that you had to have a serious conflict with someone this season. Who would you choose to go up against and why? I'm only laughing because there would never be a white person as a member of the Insecure <laughs> cast. <laughs> no, um, there wouldn't be. But still, this is all <clears throat> fun in games. My character has to go up against someone? Yeah. Um definitely kelly because you'd want to go up against kelly that's terrifying i mean is it am i going up against like is she no you're not like physically fighting her but like no but i mean if i was an actor i would want to have scenes with her even if she was okay yeah even if she was winning the conflict because she's so funny that i feel like if it was like if we lived in the world of insecure who do i think i could take in a fight probably isa Really? Not that, like, the Lawrence's best friend, that, like, small guy? Oh, I didn't think about the guys. I was only <laughs> thinking about the women. 
I was only thinking I want the, I want the most screen time, so I'm thinking about the main characters. That's like smart. Molly is a lawyer, so I wouldn't want to go up against her. And Tiffany scares me. Yeah, so, she has like crazy girl. But I feel like Kelly is just the funniest. So it would be the fun, most fun. And I feel like Issa, Issa seems like the most vulnerable and the most easy to like gaslight or like mind <laughs> Sad. twist. True. So that's who I would pick. Huh. And in the spirit of looking back on October, Adele released a new single, her first in many years. So DJ, play Easy On Me by Adele. Go easy on me, baby. I was still a child. Didn't get the chance to Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us at notoveritpopsugar.com. Thanks for listening.